Madam, I have come to your rescue. King James. Your Majesty. You may prostrate yourselves before me. God's chosen ruler and Satan's greatest foe come to vanquish the scourge of witchcraft across the land. Forgive the mask. I have enemies everywhere and have to travel incognito. Also, I rather like the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 98 of the Better Beelers 2 podcast, featuring myself, Ben. And David. And tonight, I believe that we are discussing, analyzing, if you will, um, the Witchfinders. <laughs> Ooh, Witchfinders, scary. Yeah, Joy Wilkinson's first Doctor Who story that she wrote. Good old Joy. Series. Good old Joy and her Witchfinders. What did you make of it? Well, what did I make of it? Oh, There's kind of a lot going on here, which is good actually. Um, mm-hmm. Let's get the uh, let's get my irritation with the historical inaccuracies inaccuracies out of the way first. All right. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, I mean, I do find it vaguely irritating that you know, if it's the 20th century, we have to be rigorously accurate down to the last you know nut on a bus in, you know, rural Alabama or wherever they were. Um, as soon as you go out in the 20th century, it's like, oh, I don't know, screw it. Fine. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, right, we'll do it that way. Let it slide. Let it slide. <laughs> I mean, uh, so Becca, our, our eponymous villainess, apparently mm-hmm. uh, drowned 35 women. 36. 36 women, um, which is mm-hmm. a lot of women. It is. Um, that's it is. for a village of what I am assuming, I mean, Barthurst Crag, if it's been erased from history, it can't have been that big a village. That's basically mm. all of the women in the village. Um, yep. It's a pretty good percentage. Just looking mm. up online, um, I discover that uh, between the early 15th century, so that's the 1400s, and the early 18th century, so that's the 1700s, so that's about 300 years, so in about 300 years worth of uh, accounts of executions for witchcraft in Britain, um, there's no more than about 500 people. Hmm. Well, a good good percentage of them was uh, <laughs> by Becca Savage. So, so, so a very, very good percentage of those people just happened to be when Becca Savage was in town. So yep. I think it's wildly exaggerating the problem of witchcraft in Britain. If that, for dramatic effect. For dramatic effect. Um, obviously, there was no official title of Witchfinder General. Um, the Witchfinder General was some was Matthew Hopkins. Um, Matthew... Well, it was in Black Adder, though, wasn't it? The Witchfinder Persuadent or whatever. Yeah, I'd have to say Black Adder also is not an incredibly <laughs> accurate historical oh. document. Um, and ne- next thing you're going to tell me is Kankan history isn't accurate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what are we going to That's absolutely a hundred percent. Oh, spot on. Spot okay, on, all right. Spot on. No, okay. I, it's, I mean, again, I mean, you know, they. Which being a witch was illegal. You could get in trouble for it. You know, witchfinder right. general, the 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 witchfinder general, which is from the, that he Hopkins. called himself uh, uh, Matthew Hopkins, right. wasn't born until about five years before James the first died. He was born somewhere around twenty nineteen. Uh, sorry, around um, uh, 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 sixteen nineteen or sixteen twenty. Um, he died when he was twenty five. He was operating during the Civil War, so it was easier to kind of break the law in the kind of way that he did. So there wasn't actually title of a of a witchfinder general. Um, right. Ducking stools. Okay, there was a mix-up between a ducking. 
talking stool was it a was an official was a punishment you would duck people in in the you would you would using a lever arrangement you would duck people in the river or the pond to punish them that was different from throwing witches into ponds because uh, you didn't attach them to the land you just bound them you threw them into a body of water if they sunk obviously they were um they're innocent they floated obviously you fished them out because they were witch and then you hung them about the only thing they got accurate was um i guess the pendle witches which is which was a big deal at the time on pendle hill, on yeah. pendle hill yeah. that was relatively accurate so that mm. was that 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 did irritate me i mean there was a lot of playing fast and loose with history in order for dramatic effect kind mm. of unnecessary i think mm-hmm. if, if becca had killed 10 women right that's still a lot mm. of women 36 women is like, geez, mm-hmm. that's like, that's like kind of Elizabeth Balthory level, well, level she killing. She was there. a serial killer trying to cover up her own. Uh, her own crimes, exactly. Yeah. Well, her um, own malady, I guess, or her own infection. Her own infection by the, uh, I can't actually remember their names now. What, what were they called, the mud monsters? Weren't they the, the yeah, uh, yeah. Morax? Morax, excellent. Yeah. A bit like Borax. Yeah. Or Lorax. Or Lorax. <laughs> I remember the trees. I speak for the trees. <laughs> I remember the mud. I speak for the mud. Um, uh, one historical inaccuracy that did not bother me one whit was Alan Cummings' performance. I really don't like Alan Cummings in pretty much anything he's in. He really, really <laughs> irritates me. Speak to Amanda about that, my lovely wife. She's completely aware of my dislike of Alan Cummings. He was genius in this. What a great yes. piece of casting. Brilliant. He's a perfect James the First. He sold this and it made yes. it enjoyable to watch. Oh, if you could get, yes, yeah, I think where Wilkinson may have fallen down by exaggerating you know, historical accuracy around the witch hunting, I thought she was pretty good with from the little that I know of uh, James the Sixth, James the yeah. First uh, character, very passionate about finding or hunting, hunting witches. witches, obsessed with witchcraft and magic, exactly. A little bit ambiguous about um, his sexual persuasion. He liked young Pretty gentlemen. Much gay. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 And so I thought the campness that Alan Cumming did was just it was. We haven't had a good camp character in a long time, and no, no. Cumming did it a brilliant job with it. And to me, he elevated this whole story and lifted it. Absolutely. Up. I have no idea whether it's possible. He needs to be a returning character. Um, we, ha- I, mean, I well, mean, there's relatively little that happens in the reign of James the First, but there must be other things. Well, but we have the gunpowder. Well, gunpowder plot, exactly. But I, uh, well, I think we'll have an interesting instance there because obviously the Doctor will be. No, you can't change the gunpowder plot. You can change the witch thing, though. So that's fine. Yeah, that again. It was really nice to see the Doctor having an impact and doing something. Yeah, proactive. And like her final final thing was no more witch trials or no more witch hunting and again which which was fun, know, which of course she's allowed to say because like there wasn't really any witch hunting anyway in real life so right and and as james grew older he kind of lost interest or didn't think that this was effective or these were really witches or the witches and... were as much of a problem as he thought they were yeah Right, it's a nice way of, it's sort of like with uh, the Great London Fire where the doctor accidentally triggers its causing with the terileptals and the visitation. Maybe not as that dramatic of a historical event, but it's nice to see, okay, maybe the doctor did have some impact on history by telling James to knock it off. Knock it off with that witch nonsense. Mm -hmm. I I will have to say, as far as I understand early modern kingship, 
um, or royalty, he would have travelled with a few more people than just one or two yes. people, which is fine. And, and actually, I mean, I kind of gave them a buy on that. I mean, to have like a, a giant, you know, the kind of wagon train that a king would usually travel mm-hmm. with, as if a king would ever go to Lancashire. Um, <laughs> you know, why would he even go? There? I mean, I guess there might be witches there, but then he was frightened of witches. So it's entirely possible he would have stayed mm-hmm. away from a place where there were witches about. Yeah, his traveling incognito certainly gave James a little more panaz than I would have associated with him because Americans know him probably most for the King James Bible and him commissioning right. and having that work done. So a very, very religious, mm, yeah. very religious uh, uh, ruler of England and with the witch trials and stuff, but not one that you would uh, envision as uh, traveling incognito uh, through the countryside. He wasn't really an incognito kind of guy. No, no. no. You know, he was a flaming queen. And well, and um, and plus he, he I mean, he, he, the one. If there's one thing he believed in, it was in his divinity as ruler, and right. that he, he God given right to be ruler of the Great Britain. Which is a, which of course is a, is a, is a belief he passed on to his son Charles. Um, which, yeah, and we know where that. Uh, thus we had the Civil War, so you know, that <laughs> yes. turned out well. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, as I said, I, I, the basically there's little that you can do with the gunpowder plot um, in terms of, of, of Doctor Who. Well, but, but um, didn't was it Phil Ford who did the gunpowder plot adventure game with which it had Rutens behind oh, it or really? something I like that? I don't know that. Was there a gunpowder yeah, plot? I mean, I know a... I know there was the Plotters, which is a which is a, a missing adventure. I think with Troughton. No, these came out in 2011. Okay. It was Phil Ford who wrote the Gunpowder Plot, which was the conclusion of the Doctor Who adventure games. All right. It was a, a video game that had Rory, Amy, and uh, Matt Smith Doctor, and it had the Rutans nice. in it, the Rutans in it, and it was all set around the Gunpowder Plot. The summary is, you know, the TARDIS lands in 1605, and the crew finds the collusion um, between the um, various uh, people backing Guy Fawkes, and they're plotting to assassinate the king, and they seem to be under the spell of the Rutans. So the Rutans are behind the gunpowder plot. The Rutans would be great. I can just imagine the Rutans skulking around underneath the Houses of Parliament. Um, there is also The Plotters, which is written by Gareth Roberts, which is a virgin new adventure, mm-hmm. um, which features the first Doctor. The TARDIS materialises mm-hmm. in London, the date November 1605, while Ian and Barbara set off for the Globe Theatre. Vicky accompanies the Doctor on a mysterious mission to yeah. the court of King James. So, speaking of so, uh, the court, w- w- the the whole hook at the beginning was the doctor was trying to get the team TARDIS to see the coronation of Elizabeth I. Yes. Wasn't she married to Elizabeth I or engaged to Elizabeth I in the uh, t- <laughs> tenant yeah, I years? I kind of lost the plot slightly on that one. I mean, thanks to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks to Stephen Moffat. I'm not entirely sure what happened. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it probably involved Zygons. Um so yeah, you w- might have thought she might have avoided that as an event, but and I actually, to be honest, I don't think the coronation of Elizabeth I was that good. In fact, I think I think there were better coronations that you could have gone to. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a slightly weird thing to decide to go to. And the other, other kind of weird. Well, it wasn't weird. It it was handled well. The the kind of the Wikipedia info dump that King James 
gave to Ryan about why he's so paranoid and can't trust anyone. Yeah, that was a little bit like, and this is everything about me. Here I go. Right. Uh, and we checked the box on our historical teaching. Yes. Yeah, so, our, our teaching of history. Exactly. Remit so, here. so yeah, King James isn't evil. He's just misguided. He had a very, very sad and unhappy childhood. Um, and that's made him into a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but again, Cumming sold it with like, woo, that, that felt good. I know, I know. Uh, he did really, and then, you know, calling, calling Ryan my Nubian prince. Wonderful mm-hmm. acknowledgement, you know, of, of the of the fact that it's kind of unusual. We're in like rural Lancashire and like mm-hmm. there's a black guy. That's weird. Um, yeah, Alan Cumming. Yeah, I've completely restored my faith in Alan Cumming, who's an actor <laughs> I've disliked for a long time. Um, but Well, that's good. Yeah. He should be, like you said, I really hope that we have a return with Alan Cumming as King James. Right? I mean, it's obviously a role that he is... Born to, born play. to play well i guess i mean maybe maybe he'll become you know this doctor's winston churchill and we'll um you know we'll Ooh. kind of rehabilitate a slightly dodgy <laughs> historical character by having him as just recurring in the show quite a lot a new companion a new companion <laughs> that travels it's with king, the king oh, it's king james um, <laughs> camp david um so that was good that was good a uh, very 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 good the one historical inaccuracy yeah. that i saw that kept distracting me was the teeth were too good on everyone. Well, uh, especially like Becca Savage. Yeah. She, I mean, she had pearly whites, yeah. and uh, Mother Twiston or Old Mother Twiston had perfect teeth, and uh, Willa Twiston. That that to me was at least black them up a little bit. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, it, as soon as you start, they're they're actors. Start right. to kind of itch at it a little bit. I mean, I don't really, I didn't really buy uh, Becca Savage cutting down a tree on her own by herself um (laughs) or killing all the horses honestly i laughed out loud it was like so uh, so where are all the horses i had them all shot creatures why i don't know (laughs) and it was like and i couldn't actually work out it was it because well she said it was creatures no 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 but i mean presumably the budget couldn't run to having horses or something so they had to like they had them in the demons of punjab <laughs> so they had to like you know give us an explanation why there weren't any horses around i mean I, I, to be honest i wouldn't have noticed that there weren't any horses unless they told right. me that there aren't any horses because she had them all killed and then i was thinking like why would you have all the horses killed that's a weird thing to do um can you not afford like a couple of horses to be on set anyway that, I, I thought that was a very odd unnecessary comment that made me feel uncomfortable <laughs> I thought they were walking because everything was so close. Like, yeah. why would you? Why would you get on a horse? <laughs> I mean, I mean, right. geez, if she can chop down a tree like on her own with an axe, surely she can walk from the village to her house and back again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or just hire a horse. I mean, Britain's got a lot of horses mm-hmm. in it. Just go like hire a horse, have her riding on a horse, hire a cart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was odd. That she, yeah. Right. Her chopping down the tree herself was a bit of a stretch, but I could see her getting stung by the mug tendril and then ordering the tree chopped down. That would have been better, yes. I could see her like angrily lashing out at the tree with an axe, gets bitten right. by the mud tendrils of doom, retires to her bed, and then orders the tree cut down by, you know, the people who work for her, you know, because she lives in a and, big house. And then she kills them because they're now mud tendril Yeah, witches. and then she has them killed because, I don't know, because she kills everybody in the village, but et cetera, et cetera. Right, well, she killed her grandmother. Old Mother Twiston was her grandmother. That yeah, was... I didn't really buy that either. I mean, there wasn't a lot of kind of mm. class mobility. Um, there's not a lot of class mobility in Britain nowadays, let alone, you know, in right. 17, sorry, in 1620 mm-hmm. or so. Um, I didn't buy, like, woman who lives in mud hut 
marries bloke who lives in big house did would wouldn't right. happen. I mean, you certainly you know uh, go to bed with some woman who lived in a in a in a mud hut, but you certainly wouldn't <laughs> marry her. Right. One thing about from a woman's perspective that I did like is I think we finally got um, some addressing that the doctor is a, a woman right now. And just with King James dismissing her as the Witchfinder General and just with the doctor openly acknowledging um, these are hard time for women. Uh, not only are we getting drowned, we're getting uh, patronized to death. And then her saying, uh, you know, honestly, if I was a bloke, I could just get on with the job and I'd now and wouldn't have to waste time just defending myself. That was good. And, I thought it was really clever writing of Wilkinson's part to separate the time team from the doctor, kind of like with Midnight, where the doctor is on her own, yeah, or uh, in Midnight on his own, and there's no companions to vouch for her. That in that time period, she, you know, when she's away from the companion, she's vulnerable, and she is arrested as a witch, and. I had, I, it wasn't a, a punch the air moment, but I was really happy that they called up the Sonic as her magic her wand in this yeah. episode. Though, I mean, it did kind of go off the rails a little bit again towards the end, because, I mean, what's interesting about TV shows or movies that have witches in them is that either the witches are not witches, in which right. case it's about oppressing women, um, right. and you can have, you could do a great TV show or movie that's about, like, how horrible the whole oppression was women was like throughout history because they've been accused of witches and then tortured and hung and all that kind of stuff because, you know, men hate women. Or the witches are real, i.e. they're actual witches, um, in which right. case oppressing them is a really good idea because they're evil <laughs> um, and you probably should hang them as much as possible because, you know, they're in league with the devil, etc., etc., etc. The show kind of wanted to have it both ways is that, the, that we were oppressing women by killing at least 35 of them because they were witches, but then also have them be witches, uh, i.e. they're, you know, possessed by mud monsters. Mm -hmm. um, which... Well, they were only possessed after they were killed. The only one who was really possessed by the Morax was Becca Savage. Yeah, but then again, it's probably a good idea that you kill them because, I don't know, there was a slight well, kind of... Well, no, it wasn't. I mean... By Becca killing the entire female path of the village, she's creating the mud zombies. Oh, I, I, I kind of thought, well, okay, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I wasn't paying full attention. I kind of thought that they were already possessed a little bit by mud no, monsters. No, no, no one was possessed. The only oh. one that's possessed is Becca, and she is oh, lashing out, right. trying to cover up her, her mud... having the witch's mark, this mud mark on her. By killing all the other women. Yeah, right. and so by by accusing all the other women of, of witchcraft. Right. Okay, all right, that makes better sense. That makes better sense. Okay, okay I'm happy with that now. And that's why she went to her uh, grandmother for a curing herb, herbal something, and she her grandmother knew too much and wasn't able to cure Becca, and so she accused her of witchcraft and killed yeah. her. So it's, it's all this big snowballing cover-up yeah. of trying to redirect the blame responsibility for what's happening away from Becca to every other woman and she's going her next one would have been a Willa the the young young woman yeah okay all right yeah okay that makes better sense that makes better sense I think mm -hmm. so I thought it was tightly plotted it had an internal consistency the monster the Morax the uh, 
I don't know, the, the David Bowie-esque uh, looking yeah. uh, monster at the end. Uh, okay. It was kind of a hokey monster, but it was a real monster. At it least. was a real monster, which is good. And we haven't had enough monsters, in my opinion. Because, right. I mean, in this series, Doctor yeah. Who is about monsters. And if there are monsters, it's like, well, what the hell are we doing? Right. I thought that, I mean, I think as everyone has said, and, I, you know, obviously I've been reading reviews of this stuff on, on online this week because oh. that's the kind of thing I like to do. Um, I think in general, people's opinion, including mine, is that the monsters were kind of bit tacked on at the end. Um, right. They were kind of gestural monsters. And I think, again, we're sort of stuck with, um, you know, there are monsters within the back catalogue that could have done the job of the Lorax. Morax mm. and the Morax are like, where's the Morax? You know, they're imprisoned under Pendant Hill using a big tree that's actually really easy to cut down if you're just a woman with an axe. Um, <laughs> even though I guess it's an old tree, so it's, it's broken. It's, yeah, well, it I was know. balsa wood, it was the only balsa wood tree, the, in only balsa Great wood, the only balsa tree in Great Britain. Um, and you know, they were good, they were reasonably good CGI. Um, I, I, I wish they'd found a better way to. Do monsters because the 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 possessed dead people were super. Right. They were very scary. They're all muddy and it was all right. misty. You know, it was like watching. You know, it was like a zombie movie or something. They were like right. zombieing around and mm-hmm. and um, I thought that was Walking fabulous. Yep. And you know, yep. the whole direction was nice and with the with the mud and um, but then all of a sudden it was like oh it's CGI monster time. That kind of uh, I don't know the tentacle kind of the tentacle was the good, but it was the it, it was the kind of stop motioning. It was the thing almost. that leapt out of the tree that was like, ugh, what is that? I don't like that. Yeah, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, the one thing with the mouth. But I mean, you know, we could have had, it could have been crinoids. You know, I was those mm. like, you know with the tentacles. Yeah, but the crinoids wouldn't be evil. I think you crinoids really... aren't evil. Who? What, what kind of monster are you? They're very <laughs> oh. evil. Here, I can play all day in my green cathedral. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I have to come down and watch you in Portland playing all day in your green cathedral. <laughs> uh, well, they're not... The Morax were uh, sentient evil. Crinites, yes. I think, were more uh, plant-like. I think you needed... Where you, you aren't going to have an army of crinoids, right? No, the crinoids, crinoids basically get vegetation to do their own dirty work for right. them. Yeah, so, that's true. So it it could I don't think it could have worked. I think the Morax uh, worked fine. I think this was a good episode where you had a new monster, where I think it kind of was weak in that. Where this is I guess this is a comment that we've had quite a bit in the series is at the end of the day, what does the Doctor do? She resets the status quo. She resets the prison. So you can extrapolate that this ticking time bomb of this war crimes in the Morax is still under Pendle Hill or Bilehurst Craig or wherever on the tree. You know, they're still there. You know, maybe they've atrophied or gone down back to their mud level again. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, they are still there. So, I mean, you know, big finish audios or, you know, BBC book spinoffs. Exactly. You know, we certainly, the Morax can come back. Um, I would argue they're not very interesting monsters. They don't really seem to have a thing that they do that makes them... Their interesting thing is the mud thing. They do the mud thing, which is great, but they don't really have a plan. Do they have a plan? Right. What's their plan? Escape and and fill everyone else with mud. Escape and fill people with mud? Okay, that's a pretty good plan. All right. Maybe maybe they do have a plan. Um, I don't. Maybe they could slink down to Stoke on Trent and kind of infest the potteries, and we could have like sentinels, 
sent in a Wedgwood China or something. Attacking. <laughs> you know what they are? You know what the Morax are? No, They're what, like what? the Autons, but instead of plastic, it's pottery. <laughs> oh, wow. They're like the 17th, 18th century Autons, where there, because there wasn't any plastic mm-hmm. in early modern times. But it's they just are, crockery. They yes. infest the crockery, and the crockery like attacks <laughs> you. Ah, <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. You got to put your treaties or your your um uh, your pitch to big finish and get this produced here. This is I'm I'm a genius. This is really good. Old doctors, new monsters. Right? Old doctors, new monsters, and the <laughs> and the new monster is the creatures that can possess ceramics, <laughs> like plates will just kind of wobble on a shelf and then fall off the shelf and break into pieces, and then maybe the shards will leap up and slash your throat. Well, something. you could get those Toby mugs. Yeah. And you could have possess them, and they could be talking. And oh yeah, oh good. This is good. This is great. Okay, right. This is <laughs> this is my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, it uh, won't won't Nick Briggs be at Gallifrey? You can always say, "Hey, Nick, I will. Nick. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to find Nick, <laughs> and I'm going to sit him down, and I'm going to talk him through my grand plan for <laughs> the Lorax, Morax, whatever they're called. Well, they they are called the Morax, right? Morax, Morax, Morax. yeah. The name could have been something a little... Could have been less Lorax-y, yes. Yeah, exactly. yes, the but, Lorax. Oh, well. Oh, well, yeah. Graham had some good lines in this. You know, I am so sad that we aren't really having Doctor Who action figures anymore because I want a Doctor Who action figure that is Graham in his witch's hat. I think <laughs> rock that. He looked amazing. It was like, Graham, I'm going to follow you and watch you take down some witches because you have a great hat on right now. Loved it. yeah. Yeah, that worked well, and I, I liked his line that they had a very flat team structure. I thought that was mm-hmm. a nice way of deferring to the doctor, but not causing a greater problem, saying, no, actually, the doctor is in charge. And yeah. I thought probably the best line that he had was when he was walking next to Becca Savage, and uh, Becca was saying, if people are good, then they have nothing to fear. And Graham says, are you a good person, Mr. Savage? Ooh, and Graham, yes. Here's a woman who had just killed her 36th victim. Yeah. I think he had a pretty good story. And yeah. Yaz even had things to do. Sending her off to talk to Willa was... Which is one you know, of the detectives. doing community police work. Doing there. community detecting. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Ryan, I think, played really well off King James, too. And he wasn't creeped out by King James, nope. you know, crushing on him. Nope. But nope. he wasn't getting angry with it, but he wasn't going along with it either. He was getting back in the TARDIS. Exactly. Thing. I mean, I, I think Ryan handled it very well. You know, it's, I think it's difficult mm-hmm. for suddenly you're like, you arrive and then the King of England is like crushing on you. Um, you know, you've got to, you've got, I think he handled it with a plume. A plum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well done, Ryan. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought the team did excellently well, actually. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it is the kind of uh, I mean, there has been a slight problem, I think, throughout this season where the Doctor is the sort of taxi driver who kind of drives... Because her job is to kind of deliver the team to places. Right. And then right. they all run around and do something, and then, well, it's time to go away again. But I, I mm-hmm. really think they tried pretty hard to give everyone sense, something sensible to do, and that was pretty satisfying, actually. It was pretty yeah. satisfying. I mentioned earlier that I really liked the doctor being put on her own, and then that's where she gets into trouble. And the team was off there investigating and tracking, and I don't know, Graham all of a sudden is this master tracker. Yeah. It was was nice to see all 
the time team, the team TARDIS have something. To yeah, do. I was kind of hoping that I don't know. I felt like because you know they had that big you know when they arrived right, and it was kind of like a right. festival, and you know it was right. kind of you know. Wicker Man style, blood on Satan's claw, folk horror, like apple bobbing, apple bobbing thing was going on. I was hoping that they would end up with a bit of a festival, you know, and um, there'd be like a big feast or something. Um, mm. I was looking for something more than them just all leaving in the TARDIS, but you know that's fine, I guess. Well, um, they cl- she quotes Arthur C. Clarke at the end. That was so, good. And yeah, and uh, Graham. Qu- quotes quentin tarantino that was very very good i like that very much indeed i thought that was that, that was, was a chuckle there but then again you see it's it's graham graham has all the cool things to do you know it's like graham who's watched quentin tarantino movies not ryan it's graham right. who wears the cool hat it's graham well, who does all the tracking it wasn't graham who queued up storm that is true that is true maybe maybe i'm sorry maybe actually it is old people like you and me and graham who watch who watch quentin tarantino nowadays right the kids, kids are watching something else. Yeah, kids are watching some other. It's it's on YouTube. It's not even in the theaters. Yeah, they're they're, they're watching real crimes <laughs> happen on YouTube. Ooh. Exactly. Yeah, rather than pretend crimes. Yeah. So you're saying that witch ducking was not uh, historically accurate, and I'm wondering if this was Wilkinson having just a little bit of fun with it, referencing Monty Python and the Holy Grail with uh, Sir Bevedere. And the Wayne the Witch versus the Duck. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, and I think that, I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it was all it was too. skirting all very, very closely with with Monty Python. The the level of mud it was, it was, yeah. like, it was a Monty Python level of mud. I kept it. I, well, which, the which, king wasn't covered in mud. That's put it true. <laughs> which is which? Which Monty Python is it? Where where what's his face? Who's the film? The American film director one. You know, uh, who's the Python? The Amer- who's the American Python? Terry Gilliam? Yeah, Terry Gilliam. It's all like covered in mud. He's got like long hair and he's covered in mud. Right. I can't remember which Monty Python that is, but I kept expecting Terry Gilliam to turn up. Mm. Well, they, they couldn't afford horses. They could not afford Monty Python walk-ons. That's true. That they couldn't afford <laughs> to, get, to get Terry Jones or, or Terry Gilliam to turn well, up. Well, I just think, you know, if you really couldn't have horses, you just had to have some, you know, Patsy fall around with the coconuts. <laughs> yes, well, okay, I'm going to say that again. I wouldn't have noticed that there weren't any horses unless they <laughs> right. said, I've had right. them all shot or whatever she said. Because right. that cause it, that immediately made me think, that's ridiculous. Of course you didn't kill all the horses. But Why it was a funny line. That? It was a funny line. It was a funny line. I mean, maybe it was deliberately funny, but it was like, yeah, it was like, um, what is the, oh God, what is the, the, the line that it reminded me of was... Um, Oh, what is the line from Faulty Towers where he's talking to Manuel and it's, um, or did Franco have them all shot? I can't remember. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a Monty Python, um, you know, John Cleese, Faulty Towers style line, which kind of wasn't fully necessary. Yeah, I'll cut this one a lot of slack after last week. This was a much, much welcome return to who-ness in the series. Yep. I and you gotta admire whoever was jumping in that freezing cold pond in Wales, wherever they shot it. Well, Jesus. I thought Whitaker did all her own Gosh, stunts. She must have been freezing. <laughs> well, it was snowing because uh, Alan Cumming had put on Instagram a bunch of pictures of outtakes where they had to refilm scenes oh, really? because that part of Wales, wherever they were filming, was covered in a light coat of oh, snow. Oh God, yeah. It, honestly, if she, if she was doing her own stunts, I'd take my hat off to her. 
I doubt it. Oh, oh, the, with the well, that was good. Yeah, I mean, we we've had how many doctors referenced? Uh, we had Pertwee. I know uh, Tom Baker's reference Houdini. Yeah. So that was a nice little bit of uh, hat tip yes. for the audience. <laughs> I don't know if Big Finish has ever done the doctor meeting Houdini. There must have been. You would imagine Troughton or there maybe there even must Hartnell. be a Big Finish or a Missing Adventure where where we meet yeah. Houdini. Um, I've just looked yeah. this up. It's actually from Basil the Rats, which I think is the final episode of of. Um, Faulty Taz, uh, Basil explained to Manuel about the hamster, and he says, you have rats in Spain, don't you? Or did Franco have them all shot? <laughs> Question mark. Uh, <laughs> um, and that's what that line reminded me of. Mm. Um, yes, there you go. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I, the, stunt, the stunts were excellent. Mm. A lot of leaping into freezing cold ponds. Twice. Twice, exactly, exactly. Well, the other... <laughs> I'm now reminded again of Monty Python and <laughs> the Holy, <laughs> Holy Grail. Str- she could have come strange up with a women, <laughs> strange women lying in poems. Exactly. Um, they should have done that. They should have done. She should have like found a sword or something. Well, but they already yeah, they did that in Battlefield. Wasn't that mentioned. Battlefield with Ace coming out of the water with the sword? Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah so they okay. don't want to. Yeah, they don't right. want to retread that. Ground. Yeah, they don't want to remind us about Battlefield. I also thought Wilkinson did a nice job with the with the language too, where King James. The doctor's going, well, I buy that theory or I don't buy that. And then James goes aside, why is the wee lassie talking about commerce? And I laughed at that. Yes, this, no, it was it was smartly written. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely smartly yeah. written. What did you think of the scene right before the, the climax where the doctor escaped, but between just her and King James? Um, where which she, scene was that again? Where she, where she was tied up against the tree in the square and they were having the little interview. Oh, yeah, that was kind of a frightening scene. I thought that was a little bit creepy. Creepy yeah. and very poignant. Yes. The King James is wondering, how do you know all this about me? And the doctor kind of recovers because she obviously knows history and knows about James's mother and whatnot and how he didn't want to see her and so she obviously has more knowledge than anyone else does she's letting on exactly yeah and so it was a nice cover that you know let me show you the secrets of the heart and that kind of stuff but i thought her her usual banter her usual tricks were not working with james there he it, it furthered his suspicions yeah yeah which again i mean it made made him as said continue to make him a nicely rounded character actually you right. know he just wasn't just he wasn't just a one-dimensional mm-hmm. stupid royal it's weird how Doctor Who, I think, has always had this kind of strain. Not weird, I think it's quite sensible, really. But the, they've got this kind of... Doctor Who has always had a sort of a an off-handed respect for the royals, you know, even when we're accusing them of being werewolves, um, as <laughs> as happened in that werewolf one where they're werewolves. Tooth and claw. Tooth and claw. You know, Queen Victoria is still kind of treated with respect. Right. And here James, even though, you know, he's portrayed as, you know, kind of a Larry Grayson camp. Uh, incredibly camp man uh, he is uh, yeah, yeah there, there's some depth to his character mm-hmm. which I thought was excellent um, what, what, what do you think of the music it worked fairly well I continue to be disappointed I'm afraid mm. you think a little bit of more Murray Gold-esque thematic? yeah I could have done with more you know whirring um, you know early 17th century instruments I could have done with more sack butts and lutes and things well we would have need a Carrie Blanton yes <laughs> Carrie Blyton, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it worked pretty well. Uh, A lot of, if memory serves, a lot of cello again. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lot more backgroundy than Mm -hmm. it's it's been recently. So, which is, I guess, is fine. Yeah, but I think that's what Chibnall wanted. I think that's what he's looking for, and that and and Akinola is uh, delivering. I guess what delivering the goods. Yeah, well, delivering what. 
the producer wants. Do that, but yes, that is exactly what the producer <laughs> wants. Yeah, and I think obviously we've got two episodes to go before the season finale, and I think we've discussed this off air, but um, seems unlikely that all the threads are going to be drawn together <laughs> for a season finale at this point. Which actually, you know what? It's I. I'm not feeling that that's a particularly bad thing at the moment. I'm actually kind of enjoying the idea that maybe Doctor Who is something that people can dip in and out of mm-hmm. and you don't have to have followed it from three seasons ago to work out what a bad wolf is or a right. crack or a well as long uh, as tim shaw doesn't return in the big epic season finale i'm i'm good the return of tim i think and actually the season finale sorry spoiler alert is actually called the return of tim shaw oh yeah. my goodness and along with uh, the space racist <laughs> they team up return of the the terror of the space racists and yep. tim shaw yep. that is what that, that is what the final episode is called yeah. Attack of the Space Racists. Well, yeah. The, uh, the, racists. the uh, doctor... Yeah. <laughs> the, the doctor... The, uh, ra- the racist from space. Doctor Who and the racist from space. Mm. <laughs> I'm just thinking of oh, great that, target. That's, that's, yeah, target that's a target, that's a target yeah, novel for uh, Rosa. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Who and the racist from space. Yeah, because Rosa is not actually that interesting a title for a book. But the race is from space. I totally read yep, that. Yep. It's alliterative for a start. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, carry on. I was interrupting. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think, again, the reference that the doctor made to a past or another off-screen adventure kind of rang hollow with the milkworth of Keston 5 and her massive hangover. Yeah, I, that sounded like a sub-Moffat-style joke. It was like, what? Yeah. I, 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 I kind of tuned out when they say things like that. I don't know. I don't even think that would be. I, I you know, that was below no, below Moffat standards. I think this was. Yeah, this is no. not very yeah, good. You it's need just, to have. I mean, I mean, that's yeah. the point where they should be name checking old monsters. It should be, you know, and then we then we'll remember when we defeated the Zygons or something, you know. Yeah, but we've never seen the Doctor have a hangover. That's true. So. Yeah. I give this one's high marks, and I think it's partially coming off of a uh, kerblam of last week that it's elevated but i you know it's certainly i think in the top three i i think due to alan cummings performance alone it might even catapult it up into maybe the one or two spot for me yeah yeah i think think the alan cummings performance really elevates it uh the various historical inaccuracies and i think actually for me the denouement with the tree cutting down i was like just just leave it out i can't i can't be dealing with that um because it would have been so easy to have her, instead of cutting down the tree on her own, like gesturing to some servants who cut down the tree. I don't know. It was just like, right. it seemed very perfunctory right. and unnecessarily silly. Um, so that marks well, it down. The ending, yeah, the ending it, marks yeah. it way down for me. I was, I think it started out so well. The mud monsters were creepy. The witches were good. Or, you know, the people, you know, the Willa doing her incantation. Alan mm-hmm. Cumming, I've always said that he was good. You know, it was all going very well. Until the Lorax mm-hmm. reveal, the Morax revealed themselves <laughs> as the mud monsters. Yeah, oh. yeah but they percentage what maybe five, ten minutes, five minutes on screen yeah, at most. Yeah, they actually, you know, you, yeah. you know what they were Ooh. they were reminding me of. They were reminding me of the thingies from the thing one. Oh come on, uh, you know uh, <laughs> what's the Charles Dickens one? Oh, the yeah. Gelf. They reminded me of the Gelf. That's it. They were reminding me of the Gelf. Really? Yeah, who were kind of also kind of mm. vaguely perfunctory. And inhabiting the, the dead, dead exactly. Um, but they yeah, were given, okay. you know, I think the Gelf were given just a kind of more attractive and less gestural backstory. Um, yeah, series one really was a misdirection because I had thought, you know, going into it, we'd learn more about the rift and the Gelf yeah. and 
They just never went anywhere other than maybe just a little bit with Torchwood. That seemed like a whole plot line with the torn yeah, fabric of yeah, time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Being on this crack. Didn't it really happen, kind of, did it? Ne- kind of ne- left, never really happened. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, that's RTD desperately throwing out things, you know, crumbs to develop maybe later on and then not bothering to do it. But, yeah. But, I mean, he had the Weevils, I think, in the first oh, series yeah, the of Torchwood. the Weevils. Yeah, and it just seemed like it could have went somewhere and, you know, but maybe, you, you know what yeah. it might have been? That that was the first series one arc, but then when the falling out between Eccleston and the production team came a- ahead, that they moved up the series two finale of Bad right. Wolf into the climactic end of series one, perhaps. That's 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 not a bad that's not a bad analysis. I think that I think that, I think there could there could be some truth in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, I mean, maybe you know, I mean, maybe Chibnall will bring back some, you know, maybe bring back some Torchwood things. You know, maybe the Weevils will make a return. I doubt it. Well, Weevils were never in Doctor. Well, Who, but so. I mean, yeah, yeah, but, you know, they're, yeah, they're Chibnall, they're Chibnall things. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yep. I don't yeah. know. Uh, what did you think of that final scene? Where <laughs> I. It's probably the time I laughed the loudest was uh, when uh, King James uh, grabbed the torch and goes, burn the witch. (laughs) 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 And that sends the Morax back into the hill where he does that to Becca Savage. And then afterwards, uh, James is like, what? She was a witch. She confessed. <laughs> it was. It was. It was good. It was amusing. I mean, I have to say, the Lorax. You know, it's easy. They they escape pretty easily, and also you can put them back where they came from pretty easily as well. They're the, they're like easy. They threaten easily, and they also get beaten easily. Like a like a single like gay Scotsman with a with a torch can like you know finish them off. Um, so they're not that threatening. <laughs> No, but it was the magic torch that imprisoned them, or the uh, was a magic tree torch. torch. That's true. It was a yeah. magic torch. It, it glue. It glowed green, right? Yeah, that, I know. Everyone knows that green <laughs> is the color of magic. So, um, as yeah. well as monsters. So it was obviously some kind of some kind of magic torch. Yeah, there was, it was that, that was that was that, that was. I mean, again, Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming was doing an amazing job. He was doing an amazing job. He was cheering us all up, making us all feel happy, making us all Just, feel glad that we voted for James the First to be king. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> William James the Fourth of Scotland. Well, we voted. Well, Elizabeth voted by not having an error. She so. did. She did. She did. She voted with her, voted with her womb. Is how she voted. Yes. 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 Didn't yes, want. She to. was married. Married to her country. Well, she may be, may have had the body of a weak and feeble, feeble woman, but etc. 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 Yeah, that was, that was interesting. That uh, the prejudice coming. I mean, he and got the throne from Elizabeth that he had the, the stereotypes of uh, women being in uh, commanding roles certainly did not go beyond the queen, I guess. that The queen was a unique, very unique figure in that time. Yes, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, and obviously I think Elizabeth I was able to position herself after the Reformation, you know, after, uh, uh, you know, the formation of the Church of England as a kind of, you know, virgin... Virgin Mary figure. I think that was her. Right. That was the way that she was able to kind of command the country by kind of you know replacing right. the Virgin Mary with the Virgin Queen. It's mm-hmm. a trick you can probably only do once um, before right. it starts to begin. People go well, like we should have a king, shouldn't we? Really, instead. Right. Um, well, it worked well for her reign. Yeah, and of course the next queen that we have is Queen Anne, who was um, 
not the greatest queen of all uh, of all time. A hundred years later is when Queen Anne turned up. I guess there's William and Mary as well, but yeah. Right. Well, we could have a, a camp overload if we had Miranda Richardson reprise her yes. Elizabeth role yes. and then uh, with James, uh, uh, coming in James. Perfect. I like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, what's, what's happened Elizabeth to Miranda? Was ser- what's Miranda Richardson doing I at the moment? Mm, don't know, but she's quiet. several. But Elizabeth had several years on James, of course. Cause James was just a boy when he had the throne, right? Oh yeah, he well he had that horrible, regent. that horrible upbringing in Scotland where everyone got murdered right. and stuff. Right. Well, wasn't he part of the inspiration for Macbeth? Um, or Hamlet? One of the two. I, I don't, don't know. Uh, that is, a, I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm. So I'm just looking up Miranda Richardson now. I'm trying to find out what, what she's up to. She was, she was great in Blackadder. I really liked her. Oh, Queenie. Yes. Queen. Um, yeah, she was a big deal for a long time, and now she's like not that much of a big deal anymore. Well, I think that happens to a lot of uh, women actors, where it's just the uh, ageism against yeah, that's older true. women in in the role. Oh, a Wikipedia entry is really sad. When it, under personal life, it says Richardson has never married and has no children. I don't know. Is that sad? Uh, it's, it's just like it's not very much of a personal life. You see what I mean? Oh, it's, I, I, it's sparse. Sparse, exactly. Yes, it's not sad it's because sparse. obviously she can not get married. Well, maybe she's setting herself up in the in, like her uh, uh, <laughs> like Elizabeth. <laughs> maybe she is the vir- our virgin queen. Yeah, I totally vote for her as queen. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, Queenie. Well, when, when are the queen elections? Right after Brexit. The queen. Right? Yeah, that's when I'll be, we we yeah. <laughs> Every hundred years, we have a queen election where we elect the next queen. You could vote for Alan Cumming. <laughs> I totally have him as my king. I, I would. I said I would pledge my allegiance to to that king. I thought he was great, mm-hmm. especially with all his witch with, with all his witch finding. <laughs> Burn the witch. Burn the witch. Duck exactly. The witch. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Post Brexit, England will no longer be a country which is a haven for witches. <laughs> Well, then uh, Theresa May will be burnt at the yeah, stake. Say no to the pro-witch agenda of the economic community. Exactly. I don't know. I don't got much more to say on this. No, I'm, I, think, I think we're floundering a bit here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. Um, uh, good enough to do the job. Good enough. It was good mm-hmm. enough. Um, and it was, I mean, my takeaways are it was nice to see that the doctor had to address being a woman and I liked her being separated from the companions, leading her into getting into trouble. Right. And then overall, Alan Cumming, A plus, gold star. Yeah, and you know, we he needs to come back and we need to do a gunpowder plot episode, um, hopefully involving Rutans. <laughs> oh, you don't think the, uh, we could always do the uh, commissioning of the King James Bible. That, <laughs> the commissioning of the King James Bible episode. That gripping. It, it'll be a two-part, a three-part three parties, series, yeah. series ending three-part. Exactly. Get some archbishops on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd watch the hell out of that. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it'll be kind of a historical trilogy to uh, end, end series yeah, 12. Yeah, on, on a high point. Well, so you okay? So you you can you can pitch that at, at Gallifrey <laughs> one to Chibnall, who's bound to be there, and I'll pitch to yeah. um, to Briggs about my you know my seventeenth century autons who are in fact the Lorax, Norax, the, the clay, clay, the clay, clay, the clay racks, whatever they are, the clay the mud racks. racks. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So yeah, Great. so next week, um, next week we'll, takes you away. Um, takes you away, and this will that will be our 99th episode. Yep, that's amazing. And our and I and our final episode, I believe. And 
because we because we we vowed never to do more than 100 episodes didn't we at the very yeah. beginning yeah. yeah it's kind of contractual it is it's a contract prohibitive yeah, exactly. our, our, our contract pre- prevents us from doing more than 100 episodes so yeah mm-hmm. yeah huh. Now we'll we'll keep on we'll going. On. We'll soldier on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll soldier on until I don't know when are we going to stop doing this? I don't Never. know. We'll have to figure out a burn by day. Well, maybe we should stop doing the podcast when people start to like it. Yeah, always leave them wanting exactly. more. Exactly. When people start actually... now that we have one or two people listening, we have two listeners now. We two listeners. <laughs> when we get three listeners, then um, that's when we should stop it. <laughs> right there, you go. That's another episode down. Yep. And uh, thank you for listening to episode 98 of the Metabilis 2 podcast. I have been talking with Ben. And I've been talking with David. Until it takes you away. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. (laughs) Goodbye. Nothing's gonna harm you. Not while I'm around. No one is alone. Mother cannot guide you. Not while I'm around, no one is alone. Demons may charm you with their smiles for a while. Witches can be good, giants can be bad. You decide who's right. Not while I'm around. Being alive. Where did they go?